America Meditating Radio Show. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. Hi, everyone. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. We bridge divides, we seek deeper meaning, and we answer life's most compelling questions from experts around the world. Because in a world of uncertainty and division within and out, we will need answers right here, right now. Join me and guests on America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. The entire world wants. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And humanity saw that the sky was not the limit. Achievement. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Do you like to meditate? Have you tried to meditate? Have you struggled with meditation? Why don't you visit one of the Brahma Kumaris Meditation Center? Visit brahmakumaris.org. Hello and welcome to America Meditating Radio Show. I'm your host, Sister Jenna, broadcasting live from the beautiful Meditation Museum in the nation's capital. Well, it continues to unfold, my friends. We're continuing to raise the question, what is it that's defeating our purpose? Why is it that there's something inside of us that just can't seem to let go of the violence and the hate and the meanness that we have gotten way too accustomed to. I'm sure you've heard about the news in Bokom in, in Nigeria and all the lives that are being taken there. And we know that France has had its share. But one of the beautiful things that came out of that was that over 40 world leaders came together to walk side by side and to work together to see how they can put an end to terrorism. 
I wrote a piece on that called Unity Amidst Terror. I want you to go to the Huffington Post and just Google Sister Jen and see if you can read that up and share with me your feedback and what you thought it was. I even came up with the concept of Om Charlie because Je suis Charlie is I am Charlie. But who are we anyway? Aren't we our own brothers? Aren't we related somehow, some way spiritually at the core? And if we were to enhance our purity and goodness of consciousness, is that the way to unite our spirits as human beings? How much is this hate and negativity going to serve us? And I was talking to one of my friends this morning, what is it going to take to get the message in that the hate and the dislike and the detachment from ourselves is just not serving us anymore? How can we be happy? Do we need something to make us happy? Well, stay tuned because we've got the wonderful Marcy Shimoff with us, and she's going to share on how to be happy, actually, for no reason. Regardless if the world is going in another direction, isn't it my duty to keep my energy up and about, to keep my attitude and awareness alive? So we're going to turn to her in about five minutes and have a wonderful heart-to-heart conversation on how to be happy for no reason. But for now, why don't we go into a meditation on the letting go track of off to work. Breathe in, relax, and let's have a moment of meditation. Om Shanti. The time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate. But even while I walk and move around, I can be in a meditative awareness, which is awareness of the soul, the original, eternal, imperishable being of light. For a little while, I'd like to invite you to be present, to be here, and to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment, to relax. This meditation is about awareness, it's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self about connecting to your truth. Let go of your name. And observe yourself feeling nameless. Let go of your gender discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman. Let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. Let go of the role that you play and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. 
go of your nationality and even the language that you're accustomed to. Imagine you have no name, gender, role, title, religion, nationality or even a language. Ask yourself, how do you feel at this moment? And in this feeling, who would think of you and who would you think of? Supreme Soul would think of you, and you, the liberated soul, would think of the Supreme. In this state of absolute freedom, I am truly who I am. A free Peaceful, pure, immortal, and eternal soul. Allow yourself to just be absorbed in this awareness. this time. Hmm. Welcome back, my friends. I hope that took you into your zone and into your place of peace and divinity. We're just about to get best-selling author Marcy Shimoff on the air. And right before we get to Marcy, why don't we go to Sister Gitu, who's at the Meditation Oasis, on standby, waiting to read us a very special poem. Sister Gita? Om Shanti, and good morning. I am recalling once being in Miami with this wisdom keeper, Daddy Janki, and she thought we had happy hearts and cool heads. And she said having a cool head was the antidote for happiness. So taken from Companion of God, one deep breath, the wisdom and words of Daddy Janki, happy heart and cool head. I have always been very cautious, she says, not to separate myself from God's love not to distance myself, even in the slightest, thereby cutting myself off from the experience of his love. I am also careful that my intellect does not become engaged here and there, 
seeing this one is doing that, this one should be doing this, this one should be doing that, that my intellect is not disengaged so that God can use it whenever he wants. I keep my intellect free. This is why my heart is always happy and my head stays cool. I don't just let anything into my heart which would then require a lot of time and effort to remove. I don't keep pain and hurts in my heart. I don't keep the past in my heart. When I start thinking about the past, present and future, old feelings stir in my heart all at the same time. And it takes such a lot of hard work to remove them. How could I then feel God's love? How could I experience His love if I'm also busy, always busy, in cleaning up these things I have allowed in? Makes sense to have a happy heart, keep the mind cool and clean. Om Shanti, have a wonderful, wonderful, happy-hearted and cool day. Om Shanti. Thank you so much, Sister Gita. That was very lovely. We always love her readings. You know, you can just feel her vibrations. It has a lot to do with the essence of the soul. And now we're going to go to Marcy Shimoff, who is number one New York Times best-selling author, a celebrated transformational leader and one of the nation's leading experts on happiness, success, and unconditional love. Marcy is the author of the runaway bestseller Love for No Reason and Happy for No Reason, which offer revolutionary approaches to experiencing deep and lasting love as well as happiness. With these books, they soared to the top of many national bestseller lists, including the New York Times, Amazon, and the Wall Street Journal, and have been translated in guess how many languages? 31. Marcy is also the woman's face of the biggest self-help book phenomena in history, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Her six best-selling titles in the series, including Chicken Soup for the Woman's Soul and Chicken Soup for the Mother's Soul, have sold more than 15 million copies worldwide. As you can see, Marcy has really done a lot of work on a global level. And she's the founding member and on the board of directors of the Transformational Leadership Council, a group of 100 top leaders serving over 10 million people in the self-development market. Through her books and presentations, Marcy's message has touched the hearts and rekindled the spirits of millions of people throughout the world. The America Meditating Radio Show warmly welcomes you, Marcy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. I've so enjoyed what I've heard this morning in the lovely meditation, so I'm I'm honored to be with you. I know that you've spent decades researching the science of happiness, and you've interviewed so many experts, right? Yes. Happiness and peace and all of these things, as abstract as they might seem, they're so important in making our lives feel important or alive. How did you get onto the path of studying this? Were you going through something, or were you just born happy? Well, actually, you know, there's that saying that we teach what we most want to learn. And the reason that I studied happiness and had such an interest in it is that I tell people I came out of the womb with existential angst. I was not a happy child. 
I had a wonderful family and great circumstances, but I had a heaviness in my heart from a very young age, and I used to look out at the suffering in the world and just feel very, very sad and, and, and unhappy. And that continued with me for most of my life. And I did what I think a lot of people do, and that is I set goals for myself, and I thought if I reach those goals, that's it. I will be happy. And I'll just share with you what my five were. This was in my early 20s. They were to have a great career helping people, a wonderful husband or life partner, great friends, comfortable home, and the equivalent of Halle Berry's body. (laughs) (laughs) And I will tell you that I got four out of the five. I don't have Halle Berry's body, (laughs) but I have a healthy body, for which I'm grateful. And I had a turnaround moment. In 1998, I had three of my books at the same time on the top five on the New York Times bestseller list. I had just finished giving a speech to 8,000 people. I had autographed 5,432 books. I felt like an author rock star. All the other things in my life were working. And I went up to my hotel room after that last autographing that last book, and I plopped onto my bed and I burst into tears. Mm-hmm. And I burst into tears because I realized that I had everything I thought I needed to be happy, and I still wasn't. And that's when I decided I am going to really find out what it takes for me to be happy, for you to be happy, for anyone to be happy. And the news is good. Science has cracked the happiness code, and we know what it takes for people to be happier. And truly, as far as I'm concerned, that should be headline news. Here it is. We know what it takes for people to have that thing that we're all searching most deeply for in life. And it's possible. And I would say I I went from a D-plus in happiness to an A, and I'm still always working on it, but it is totally possible. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because it's an energy that we all live for, and um, it's not like you have to do something or get something, but all the things that you mentioned are the things that are supposed to declare us happy, a good Mm -hmm. partner, a good house, good looks, you know, and all of that. And yet, when you sit in solitude in your own company, would you say that happiness really means a person who just has self-contentment? Yes, actually, I wrote the book Happy for No Reason. I called it Happy for No Reason because we have been taught so wrongly in our culture that that success is going to bring us happiness, but it's really quite the other way around. Happiness brings us more success, but it's the happiness that's not dependent on anything outside of ourselves. So I define happy for no reason as an inner state of peace and well-being that doesn't depend on our circumstances. It doesn't mean that we aren't going to feel sad or upset. Of course, there's you know tragedies happening in the world, as you mentioned, but we can't actually help the world the most effectively until we are living in this state of inner peace and well-being, and that's what I mean by happy for no reason. And nice. truly, you know, we, we have an epidemic of unhappiness in our culture. One out of four women in North America is on antidepressants, and it doesn't have to be this way. It takes, as I said, the only thing... You know, science has cracked the happiness code, and we know what people can do to raise what's called your happiness set point. No matter where you are on the happiness continuum right now, you could be already happy or you could be having suffering from depression or anywhere in between. You can raise what's yeah. called your happiness set point. It's like a thermostat setting. You know, I have to tell you, after the 80 countries that I've traveled and a lot of developing countries, I'm with kids in villages. I mean... These folks are not even earning $500 a year. And the happiness that these children turn to me with when they see me show up, 
and all I'm bringing are medical supplies. And they're like, oh, and they're touching me. But in their eyes, the sparkle of happiness. On a soul level, there is a joy, but on a material level, there is a lack. Okay, how is it that I don't see that in our kids here? They have the, what do you call it, the Wii, I don't even know the name, Wii's and Nintendo's, and they've got just about everything that they need. But that sparkle of happiness, I'm still waiting to see. What is going on? Is it because we've got way too many distractions leading us from our internal world? And we're realizing that external stuff is really not an energy of happiness. And have we bought too much into that, why we've lost our own glow? Absolutely. And I've had the same experience traveling around the world. The spark that you see, the light that you see in the eyes of children running around who don't have much, but then the emptiness that you see here. We, it's the myth of more. We live by the myth of more. The more I have, the better I'll be. And the myth of I'll be happier when. I'll be happier when I have a better anything, a better job, more money. I'll be happier when I lose 20 pounds. It's not true. We know this from science. We know that we all have this happiness set point. And it's only 10% our circumstances. Only 10% has to do with the outside. The other 90% is our habits, our thoughts, our behaviors, and that's what we can do something about. And I want to at least share perhaps two habits that people can focus on that are critical to happiness. So I want to get really practical so you can do something immediately your happiness set point. Please do. Well, you know, people are always asking me what's the fast track to happiness, and I, I have 21 happiness habits that I talk about in Happy for No Reason, but I consider these two the fast track And I think of them as an angel on each shoulder. And one of them is the angel of gratitude. And it's very, very clear, even from the research, that focusing on gratitude will raise our happiness set point. There's an old saying that what we put our attention on grows stronger in our lives. And and so just something simple like five things a day that you that you are grateful for. Writing those down at the end of the day within 30 days will raise your happiness set point. You're creating new pathways, neural pathways in the brain when you focus on gratitude and you end up finding more, finding that there's more and more to be grateful for as you focus on gratitude. So that's the angel on my right shoulder and the angel on my left shoulder. You spoke of this even earlier today or it was spoken about in, in that other beautiful reading and that's the angel of forgiveness. When we are hanging on to any kind of resentments, we are blocking our good from coming to us. And so there are many, many forgiveness practices out there, and I I just highly recommend that you embrace one of them. My favorite is a little simple practice called Ho'oponopono, where you just think about the circumstance that you're having a hard time forgiving the person or the circumstance or even yourself, and you just say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you silently in your own heart, not even to the other person. And those would be my two sort of fast tracks to greater happiness. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, many people say that we must first have self-love before we can truly love others. It's coming up a lot, and I always try to hear very deeply when someone tells me, I love myself, so I just went to get my hair done, or I love myself, Mm -hmm. I decided to divorce, um, you know, this man that I was married to for all these years, or... I keep feeling like self-love is so much deeper than that, like it's an awareness of the soul's worth, and it is an energy of awareness that is rooted in purity 
and peace and stillness. And the way it comes out of you cannot, cannot hide the power of love that's in you. But what is your interpretation of self-love? What is it? Mm-hmm. So, to me, and I'm completely with you, self-love is an inner feeling of love that does not depend on your circumstances. It doesn't depend on how, It doesn't depend on how you look or what you've just accomplished. See, there's a big difference between self-esteem, which is I like myself because I do a good job, I like myself because I look a certain way, I like myself because I'm nice. That's all wonderful, but those are conditional. And as you said, self-love is a much deeper experience. Mm-hmm. I love myself even though I'm imperfect. I love mm-hmm. myself even though I may have made a mistake or I don't look the way I want. I love myself because of my soul. I'm in touch with my soul. I actually call it soul worth instead of self-worth. Mm, and nice. that comes from this deeper inner experience that, that you so beautifully speak about. Mm, beautiful. Well, I've been hearing a lot about the success expert Deborah Ponham, which are conducting they're conducting a year long group mentoring program for twenty fifteen. I'd love our listeners to know a little bit more about the program and your role in it and how it's helping folks. Uh, a few years ago, I started waking up every morning feeling as though my life was a miracle. Everything was just flowing in as a miracle. And I realized that while you can't create miracles, they're from divine grace, you can create the circumstances for more miracles to flow in your life. So I, I started a program with, with my first mentor, Deborah Pondman, called Your Year of Miracles. And last year, we had 1,800 people go through this program, and they had miracles left and right in their lives. You know, wow. From just remarkable. So we're doing this program again this year. People are having financial breakthroughs, health breakthroughs, you know, money miracles, relationship miracles in every single area of their lives. So I'm having a wonderful time getting to witness people having living in what I call the miracle zone, where these miracles happen so so frequently. So I invite people to join us at uh, www.youryearofmiracles.com. Mm, thank you. One thing that people are doing in which they're blocking their miracles from happening? Um, lack of self-love. When wow. we don't love ourselves enough, we don't feel worthy of opening up to being able to receive the miracles wow. abundant everywhere. That's it, huh? Yep. That would be the core <laughs> of it. Absolutely. <laughs> and and wow. you know, I, do I have time to just mention one more quick little, share one more quick idea, very, very quick. Please do. People always ask me if they're selfish. You know, we have to worry about the world. And I believe it's the least selfish thing you can do because when you experience greater inner peace and happiness, that will spread to your community and to the world. So I'd like to leave you with a Chinese proverb that sums that up. It goes like this. It says, when there is light in the soul, there will be beauty in the person. When there is beauty in the person, there will be harmony in the house. When there is harmony in the house, there will be order in the nation. And when there is order in the nation, there will be peace in this world. And that's my prayer and my wish for each of us, that we experience that light in our own souls. And through that, we're able to bring more peace to this planet. Marcy Shimov, you're absolutely the best. And looking forward to having you visit Washington, D.C. at some point and do something at the Meditation Museum when you come through here. Mm, I'd be honored. Thank you, and keep up the Thank good work. You. Really loved Thank having you on the air. Take Thank care. You so Bye-bye. Much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Can you imagine, folks, self-love is blocking you from bringing your miracles in, so what's up with that? When are we going to 
really bring that invitational awareness and sense of self to our whole lifestyle and culture. So as you've heard from Marcy, sign up for her program that's coming up. Just go to marcyshimoff.com or happy for no reason, and I'm sure that she'll be able to guide you through many more things. I hope you've enjoyed today's conversation. I know I have. Please do continue to do the best that you can, really for no reason. Just smile at somebody for no reason, and I'm sure that your world will become a better place. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission, and we really are here to love each other the same. So let us do that and continue to be the best that we can be. Thank you for joining in, and we're going to end with Diana Ross. Reach out and touch someone. Take care.